Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show, where we're always right and never left. Before we begin our show today, I want to send out special prayers to all of those friends and family members that have unfortunately suffered a loss or are struggling with the deadly pandemic COVID-19 that is going on across the country. Our hearts and prayers go out to you. We want to thank all of the first responders the medical staff in the hospitals and everyone on the front line trying to help us to fight this deadly disease. November 3rd is the most important election in the history of our nation. I believe what's on the ballot is the Constitution versus socialism. And what do I mean by that? Well, the Constitution and our inalienable rights protects our rights and freedoms. And as we know, they have been and are being threatened by the left. So in order to protect our values and protect us from high taxes, big government, please consider voting for Donald Trump. Today in the studio, today I'm honored and proud to have a young man who was a blue-collar worker out of Michigan who wants to assist Donald Trump in ensuring that those rights and freedoms are protected for all of us. Charles Langley is running for Congress in Michigan's 9th Congressional District. He said he could no longer sit by and allow people who are in charge of making laws that affect all of our lives to continue to just be in it for themselves. A quote from Charles, I will place God, the people, the Constitution, liberty first. Let me welcome into the studio my dear friend from Michigan, Charles Langworthy. How are you, sir? I'm great, Chauncey. How are you, brother? 
I'm blessed. Uh, I'm excited that you're running <coughs> for Congress. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm excited about you running. I'm excited about this election for the people in the country. Uh, and this is a magnificent time to be involved in politics and a very crucial time to be involved in politics. If you don't mind, please share a little bit about your humble beginnings, your humble background. I did a brief overview of who you are. Um, just share with us briefly uh, who you are and how we got to you being a candidate for Congress, and then we'll go into some issues. Sure. Um, I'm just, uh, I just grew up in a middle-class neighborhood here in Southeast Michigan. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're hard workers here. You know, we're factory workers, we're construction workers, we're shop guys. You know, we're just blue collar. It's total blue collar, uh, American, you know, mom, apple pie, guns, God, and, and America. And, uh, you know, I, I spent uh, 10 months in the Navy before I got discharged for a medical, for a medical discharge. Um, you know, I, I tried to serve my country. It didn't work out. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, now mm-hmm. I'm trying to serve it again. Uh, we, uh, you know, over the past 15 years, I've been the, um, I've been the guy who, uh, you know, well, not so much over the past 15 years, but maybe about 10 to 12 years ago, everybody always thought I was a tinfoil hat guy. You know, telling everybody, hey, communism's mm-hmm. coming. It, it's coming. I'm watching it. And everybody would be like, no, oh, it can't happen here. It can't happen here. And my exact words to everybody were, well, the fact that you say it can't happen here is exactly why it will happen. And then uh, Donald Trump got elected, and he forced these people to expose themselves for who they really were. They could no longer hide. And it is now a full-on Marxist assault on our way of life. And uh, we are at a crossroads right now, and um, if we don't stand up and fight, we're going to lose our nation. So back in December, I, you know, I I felt that the Lord spoke to me and said, it's time now to stand up and fight, or, uh, you know, because you you have the courage, you have the will, your love of liberty, freedom, and everything that our founding fathers created, um, and just the utter, I, I love freedom. I love the ability to live my life how I see fit as long as I'm not bothering anybody else. And I don't want government telling me what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And uh, that, that used to be the American spirit. Uh, that used to be in, in, in all of us at one point in time. But over the past 50, 75 years, you know, the slow creep of indoctrination of Marxism has, has gotten into our bureaucracies and especially into our educational systems and it is slowly, uh, you know, over time, it, 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 it's reamed its ugly head, and now, now it's uh, do or die for them or for us. Unfortunately, you are absolutely correct. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, our Constitution is on the ballot. Our liberties, freedom, our religious rights are on the ballot. And this is probably the most important election of our lifetime. Before we get into some national issues, talk about some of the local issues that you're concerned about that you're reaching out for the people in your district that you want to vote for you, that when you get in Congress, you want to try to address and change. Well, one of the biggest things I want to to fight for is, uh, you know, I never thought I would see the day 
that um, the state governments would be shutting uh, shutting us down. Oh, oh, I mean, I get it. COVID exists. It's it, it, it's real. It exists. It poses a threat to a very small percent of the population. The rest of us, it's just a cold. Um, and we need to act accordingly. The, the fear-mongering has been out of control. Uh, small businesses have been completely and utterly things I'm going to do when I get elected, even before I get to D.C., I am going to get a coalition of all small business owners in the district, as many as I can, because right now our governor can pick them off one by one, you know, her and her, her cronies and, and, and all the all of her officers that are that have sent forth to harass and, and hither us. Um, you know, they can pick us off, pick them off one by one. But if, if they stand up as a, as a large coalition and you stand up together and everybody defies her and says, no, we're just going to live our lives as we always have. Um, what are you going to do about it? Well, she might get a couple of them, but the rest of them are going to keep going out about their daily lives. And you get a GoFundMe set up, you know, some sort of a, a fund. And, you know, anybody who does get pinched, you know, you draw from the fund, you know, and uh, we go about our daily lives because we cannot allow our economy, uh, especially here, the economy here is very fragile. Um, in southeast Michigan, the economy is, is very fickle and very fragile. It was the last economy in the country, pretty much, to finally start to come back under Donald Trump's plan because we all of our jobs have been shipped overseas. And, yes, we've gotten more back, but we haven't got to the point where we were before all of our jobs got shipped overseas. And people here in the Ninth District, they really, truly, vast majority of people live paycheck to paycheck, and they cannot, they cannot withstand, you know, going weeks without getting paid. Yeah, it's a very tough time for people all over the country with these very unfortunate times. And I know people like yourself, as well as Donald Trump, wants to bring this economy back, wants to open it up. And it's unfortunate that these governors have taken an authoritarian approach to rule in their states, uh, making mandatory masks and all of these other things, uh, fear, putting fear into the people that, that we do not need. Uh, also, I know that you're for school choice. What do you think yeah. about the public school system versus school choice? Oh, I think the public school system here in this country is an absolute uh, debacle, uh, disaster, and it's it's just disgusting, um, especially for the lower income students, um, and especially and, and especially in the inner cities. Uh, our children uh, are not being taught quality education. I mean, you look at the math, reading, and science proficiencies in lower income areas, and our children. You know, there's a high school, uh, not a high school, well, it's a high school, middle school, and a uh, elementary school, Lincoln. Um, it, it's all three schools called Lincoln. Um, anyways, the entire third, one, one entire third grade class last year, I believe it was, a parent was telling me that not one student in that third grade class was proficient in math, science, and reading. Like, these children could barely read, but yet the teachers passed every one of the students because if they didn't, they would lose their funding. So they're sending mm. these children up to a higher grade that are not qualified to start learning on the fourth grade level. 
And they're setting these children up for failure all so they can get more funding because it's all about funding, teachers' unions, kickbacks, and your standard Democrat corruption. And that is exactly why we need school of choice. Uh, what school of choice is going to do here in this nation, it's going to do multiple things. First, our children are going to become more educated. They're going to be more proficient in, in, in basic education, such as math, reading, and science. Our children are also going to be less indoctrinated. Um, the indoctrination stops because parents won't send their children to a private school that will indoctrinate their children, and those private schools won't exist because the free market will dictate, hey, it's, this isn't going to this isn't going to work. And it's also going to really strengthen the religious institutions here in this country um, because more and more parents are going to want to send their children to school. So under that, the churches. Uh, and what that's going to do is faith, and with that faith, our country can then move forward in the right direction because without God, we are nothing. This is a country under God, one nation under God, and without God, this country will fail. Without question. Without question. That's the basic tenets of what this country was founded on, Judeo and Christian values. And it's very important mm -hmm. that we continue to protect those values before we lose our nation yes, and lose absolutely. our our republic. For those that are tuning in, you're listening to the Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We're always right, never left. In the studio, mm -hmm. we have U.S. congressional candidate for Michigan's ninth district, Charles Langworthy talking about the issues that are facing Michigan and our nation today. Let's go a little broader and, and let's talk uh, about the nation a little bit for a couple of minutes. And then if you want to touch upon some international issues, we can. You give us an overview sure. of, uh, I know that we've talked about education. Give us an overview of some of the other issues that you're concerned about on a national level, whether it be health care, security uh, for our nation, uh, immigration, whatever you want to discuss, uh, please share with us sure. your overview plan on the national level. Sure. Uh, well, one of the major things we absolutely need to do in this country is uphold the Constitution. And by that, meaning the entire Constitution, we cannot pick and choose. Anything that is unconstitutional must go. From the Federal Reserve, which of course... Constitution, unconstitutional because Article 1, Section 8 states that Congress shall be the one to regulate the value of our money. Okay? Not the Federal Reserve, not a private bank. The Federal Reserve is one of the biggest detriments to freedom, liberty, and prosperity. That they're, It's the biggest roadblock. It really is. And, and I know not too many people talk about it, but... Um, it is, and uh, that, that really must change. We've got to get rid of the Federal Reserve. We absolutely must uphold the Second Amendment. I want to repeal the Brady Bill, the NFA, and the 68 Gun Control Act. You cannot have a free and prosperous people when you restrict their right to defend themselves, their families, and, um, and their nation. I also would like to restore um, the Second Amendment rights to some felons, but not all. Uh, your nonviolent felons... Deserve to, deserve to be able to protect their, themselves and their families. The 18-year-old kid that um, stole a car, okay, 
He goes to jail, serves a year, two years, whatever it may be. He comes out, you know, and uh, he, and for the next five, six, seven years, whatever it is, he doesn't get nothing but a speeding ticket. The, he trains his life around. He became a good good member of society. Well, guess what? Now he's got a wife and two kids. How, how he's not legally not allowed to own a, a firearm, and somebody can come into his into his house and threaten his family, and this man has no right to defend himself with with a firearm. And if the other person has a firearm, what's he going to do? Pull out a pull out a knife? I don't think so. Um, so that that absolutely needs to happen. Uh, now, your violent felons—that's a different story. Um, but, uh, you know, we absolutely have to uphold the Second Amendment in this country. And, uh, you know, that uh, we absolutely have to have uh, stricter borders. We need a law. And we need to have open legal immigration. Immigration is one of the things that make this country great. People come here from all over the world for a better life, a better opportunity. But we need to know who these people are. We need to make sure that they're not the dregs of, of society and in their country and that they're not coming here to turn this country into the country they came from. Um, but there are a lot of wonderful, wonderful people from other nations that are coming here for a better life, and I fully support them all. But it has to be done the legal and correct method. Um, I, I, I'm not allowed to violate any laws. Uh, I am I, penalized if I violate a law. And if this is the law of the land, then it must be, then this is the law of the land and it must be upheld. And, um, you know, millions of people, tens tens and tens and tens of millions of people have came here the legal and proper way. And they become some of the most productive members of society and some of the most patriotic Americans you'll ever get. I could not agree with you more, um, on that uh, a, a basis, we have a drug crisis with yeah. fentanyl, heroin in this country, and it's decimating all of our communities, inner cities, suburban communities. What else do you think that you can do to assist Donald Trump in strengthening the laws? That we can prevent well, this stuff. I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, uh, absolutely. This is the, the opioid crisis is a, is a terrible thing. Um, you know, there there are a lot of people in in this country that have severe severe pain, and they they are given narcotic painkillers, and uh, the statistics are I think it's something like ninety six percent of people who are prescribed narcotic painkillers do not abuse them. Mm-hmm. But we have a government that wants to go too far in the other direction. So what happens is, is sometimes people are on their medication. Well, then the doctors get squeezed by the FDA to stop, um, to stop prescribing it, and this person needs it. So what happens then? This person then goes and looks for it on the street. Well, buying painkillers on the street is very, 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 very expensive. So what ends up happening is they go the cheaper route and the person that they're getting their painkillers from now has heroin and they go, well, I'll try a little bit of this, you know, and they, they start sniffing it or whatever it is or smoking it, however they try to do it. 
and then eventually they start shooting it. And I cannot tell you how many cases there are in this country where, you know, somebody who got into a really bad car accident was a wonderful, productive member of their life uh, or uh, their entire life. And they got into a really bad car accident and needed pain medicine. And they end up a heroin addict because their doctor had cut them off of the medicine. Now, this person would have still been able to function had they been taking their normal narcotic painkillers. But since they had to turn to heroin, which is much, much stronger than your average painkiller, they now going down the, you know, their life's going down the tubes. It's, it's very, very sad. Um, I know in California, and we could touch upon the veterans' issues, but the homeless, and we know that they have mental health problems along with addiction and substance abuse problems. I think and I hope that when you get to Congress, you also might want to consider more programming for these individuals, whether it be when they come out of jail for substance abuse or we have to find a way to transition these people. We have homeless veterans. We have all types of people that are living on the streets that we must figure out a way to transition them normally back into society. And I hope that when you get to Congress, you will put pressure and maybe create a law on states that if you allow this to happen to these people, you're basically – the government is condoning the abuse of these actions at the state level. And they're failing to take care of and protecting the citizens of, of the state, like in California. And I hope that when you get to Congress, you'll look at trying to impose some stricter laws to impose upon California and other states across the country in order to save these people who are hopeless that are living on our streets today. Yes, yes. Um, one thing that, that is 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 very detrimental to society is somebody with a drug problem then gets caught up in the legal system. And what happens is, is then they can't go out and get a good job or now a convicted felon all because they have a substance abuse problem. We need to help people. Now, doing drugs, now by, by no means do I condone or promote or any way, shape or form the use of things like heroin and stuff like that. But do I personally believe that somebody who's addicted to heroin should be placed in, in jail or prison? I do not. Um, it, it's just it's just not it's not the right answer. Uh, a substance abuse problem is a substance abuse problem. Do I want to stop the inflow of, of these heroin and heavy drugs into our country from other countries? One thousand percent. Tighten up the security at the border. Try to stop the inflow as much as possible. But drugs are always going to get through. And those people that do have drug problems, we need to treat them humanely and, and, and with compassion, like, 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 if, like if they're your son or your daughter or your brother or your sister, because that's who they are. They're your, they're your neighbor. They're, it can be, this can hit anyone. And what blows my mind is, is we condone, we fully and utterly condone alcohol abuse in this country. But uh, if, you're, if you choose to abuse a different substance, now you go to jail. I, I can't get behind that. Um, you know, and, 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 and believe me, though, there, you know, like if you're out there, you know, doing drugs in public, you, you're definitely going to jail. You know, you definitely need to go to jail. You can't be doing that stuff in public, you know. Um, 
being disregarding for people and everything like that. So that that's pretty much where I stand. And you're absolutely right. The homeless crisis is um, is emboldened by the way some of our drug policies and the fact that they actually don't want to help them. They don't reach out to them. And when we strengthen the churches and, and, and the religious institutions in this country, that is another method to being able to help people because you'll have more more compassion from the community. You'll have more outreach from, from private organizations because we all know that government screws up everything it touches. So if we, if we strengthen the religious institutions in this country, you will start to see more compassion, more outreach for these people. Because over the past 50 years, the religious institutions in this country have lost their, uh, lost, uh, lost their power, their sway with people. And uh, that one thing that can, that can be directly attributed to is the Johnson Amendment, which um, they can revoke a church's uh, tax status if they, are, if they speak out against the government. So repealing of the Johnson Amendment is an absolute must in strengthening of our religious institutions. I could not agree with you more. Um, and also, we have to protect our, our religious institutions. Anti-Semitism is on the rise um, in our country. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that these individuals from the left are inciting division, violence, and they're not coming up with any ideas to move policy forward in order to enhance the way of life for people. What do you think about Black Lives Matter, Antifa, uh, the boys, or whatever? What do you think about these type of entities? And I call them identity politics. What do you think about these entities? And what do you think that we could do or you could do in Congress um, to try to curb, we know that everybody has a First Amendment right, but I mean, there's got to be at some point that we have to have a stopgap before they break the law. Do you have any ideas yeah. on what you yeah, would do? Absolutely. In reference to that. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Uh, and I'm going to say this: of course, Black Lives Matter. Every human life matters. Uh, black, green, purple, unicorn, striped, whatever, rainbow. I don't matter if you're six different colors in one. You're a human being and your life matters. And uh, But the actual organization, Black Lives Matter itself, Patrice Cullors and the other woman who founded it are devout and utter Marxists. And their entire objective is to completely and utterly destroy the fabric of our society. And what they're doing is they're going around and creating more and more division, you know, um, pointing out false facts, doing things like that, lying and, and rhetoric and propaganda that are completely and utterly false. And they're trying to, to pin a wedge between black and white folks. And that's not what we need. We need black and white folks to come together. And an organization like Black Lives Matter is, is, is completely 
um, is, is a humongous roadblock into black and white people coming together a, a, as one American people. <clears throat> they are a money laundering operation for the Democrat Party. Um, at, you go, you go, give their money to BLM. It goes through Act Blue, which goes directly to the DNC. Uh, Antifa, those guys are—they're just completely and utterly insane lunatics. Um, they, uh, that, yeah, that's all I gotta say about them. But uh, you <laughs> I, know, I believe that. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, well, uh, Charles. Believe... Like... Oh no, go ahead, Chauncey. Well, we we don't ha- please. I want you to finish uh, the statement because we only have a minute left in the show. So oh, I'd like okay. for you to finish your thought. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I I really fully support Trump's 1776 commission to combat the propaganda in our schools. We would not have BLM, nor would we have. Um, Antifa in, in our country today, if if we were if our children were actually educated properly and not indoctrinated with Marxist ideology, um, it, it just wouldn't happen. You know, they need to be taught the Constitution, liberty, and freedom. And once you actually really truly understand human freedom, you're going to embrace it. But if you're not taught what true human freedom means, then, of course, you're never going to embrace it because it's something you don't understand. Amen. You know, I, that's a very important issue. First, I want to say congratulations, and I wish you the best of luck in your candidacy and your election on November 3rd. We look forward to having you back on the show after the election to talk about these national issues that are ongoing, and hopefully it'll be from a position of you being in Congress. If people want to donate to your campaign, because we know that this is crunch time, please share your website and information with our audience. You have 30 seconds, Charles. Sure. You can go to www.langworthyforcongress.com, L-A-N-G-W-O-R-T-A-R, congress.com. And uh, I could really use some donations, folks. Uh, anything helps. Right now I'm trying to get some radio ads. Uh, you know, just just this is time. So I, I'm trying I can get some TV commercials going. But as of right now, I, I'm really pushing for some radio ads because it's all I can seem to afford at the moment. So I really need your help. And uh, this truly is the election of liberty versus tyranny. And we absolutely must stand up for this country or we're going to lose it. Thank you so much, Charles. We appreciate you being on the show today. Again, we wish you the best of luck. This is the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. You can follow us on Facebook at The Chauncey Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Chauncey Show. You can follow us on Paul at The Chauncey Show. You can also follow us on LinkedIn at The Chauncey Show. Please join us every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time for being always right and never left in America today. We thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Until next time, be safe, and God bless you all. Good night now. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. 
today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max.